Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Richard, uh, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining me today. Grabbing me. Uh, exciting times, man. Uh, we've been waiting for this show to come out. Netflix is a fakes, which first is going to premiere on CBC Gem Canada September 1st, right? And then Netflix September 2nd. Second, everybody, everywhere else in the world. That's right. Man. Uh, before we jump more into the, before we jump into fakes, I want to know, I was doing some research on you. I want to know like more like how you got into the acting world. I saw that you started at age 10. What made yes. you like, what made you fall in love with acting at age 10 that you wanted to get into this? It was more so, sorry, I'm just, it was, uh, sorry, can you hear me? There we yeah. go. Uh, it was my family, my mom, dad, they both were in the film business. My dad's a director, mom's a producer. My sister got into acting before me, my older sister. She's now a director as well. Uh, so it's sort of like <laughs> I didn't know anything else. Uh, and I loved being on set. I didn't even know if I really loved acting back then, but I loved mm. the... I loved being on set more than anything else. And then as I got older, the more I realized that I really love the, the, the craft of acting and kind of treat it like sport more than anything. And I've always, okay. I always wanted to be a professional athlete, but that uh, body wise, it wasn't really the, <laughs> what was going to happen. For so <laughs> acting was the choice. You mentioned uh, professional sports. What were you like? Cause I know you grew up in Canada, right? Yeah, I'm from Canada, but I, so I wanted hockey? to be- at the University of Notre Dame. That's what I wanted to be. That's all I wanted. Really? How did you fall in love with Notre Dame? I have my one of my best friends as kids go to Notre Dame for college. Oh, that's amazing. Well, they must be yeah. very intelligent. Uh, well, Notre Dame, I've never missed a game ever in my entire life. Uh, my The Harmons were Irish Catholic family from, from New York. Oh, so, wow. You know, to listen to the radio back in, like, you know, my dad's my dad's grandparents like listened to Notre Dame on the radio when they were coming in over from Ireland, trying to be more American, I think. And mm. that's a logical choice as an Irish Catholic New York family, even though it's in Indiana, the school. And we've just continuously done that for generations. And I've wow. never missed it. Never will. No. I love it so much. Have you ever, ever been to a game there? Many times. Six times live. Wow. I heard the I heard the atmosphere is I, I got invited to go last year, but I couldn't make it. But it was like the I heard the atmosphere is just insane. What game were you invited to go to? Uh USC, I believe it was. That's always a big one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, smack it. <laughs> so uh, throughout your uh your career and everything, you know, you've you've done some amazing work. What do you think has been your favorite and why? Oh, I can't choose a favorite. I'll name a couple. <laughs> like for right. fun but i i couldn't choose a favorite because literally everyone every boss i've ever had and them having the, the guts to hire me uh has led me to every other role i've ever had so it's just mm. impossible butterfly flapping their wings you know and chain <laughs> tsunami or whatever whatever the heck the the term is and I would probably go fakes for sure i absolutely love it because it's such a new sort of thing and comedy is very fun i found out very fun for me to do yeah i love 100 because that completely changed my life and i got to play such a 
long running arc with that character that I'm really, really proud of. One of the ones that I had the most fun with would have been, um, oh, Van Helsing. I did three episodes okay. of Van Helsing years ago, and that is like a concentration camp owner who just smokes cigars and just is like a cokehead. And he was a lot of fun, <laughs> like a lot, a lot, a lot of fun to play. You must be, you must love playing these uh, like bad characters, like bad characters, like bad guys. There's nothing more fun. <laughs> What's the dream role though? Someday you've always played the bad guy. What's the dream role? Scrooge, man, that's the dream role. What is it? Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge, Chris really, really. Yeah, it's the best character of all time, in my opinion, in my estimation. That's awesome. So Netflix fakes. How were you approached for this project? Uh, well, the funny thing is, I've known the creator uh, of the show for 25 years oh wow we met the first day of preschool and we've been best friends ever since and one of the biggest reasons he got into writing was like maybe i'll get into writing and like i'll go into the film business with you because he grew up watching me start acting at 10 and watch me go through all that and the heartbreaks and the, and the upsides and all that and i told him that becoming a writer was a terrible idea <laughs> and you'll never make it <laughs> and, now, and now look at him and he was like would you want to do the would you want to play Tris and fakes and then as soon as i was like of course man if you ever get it made and then he sold it to netflix and i was like is that's offer still on the table because i'll take it <laughs> so you didn't even have to audition for it. he just offered you that role huh i didn't have to he he fought for me um according to him he didn't have to fight too hard which is very kind to me um, but yeah, he, he stuck his neck out for me and he knew that I was the right person for, I mean, he wrote, he, I think he wrote it with partially me in mind hmm. and I, I, it's just a blessing that I got to do it. And I definitely didn't want to let him down once, uh, once I was on set. I gotta know the blonde hair. Was that your idea or their idea? That was both David's and mine. We thought about it for years before the show even got made. Yeah. Uh, you have like bleached blonde hair and I was like, absolutely. That's fun. So I'm excited. If we get a season two, I would like. I kind of miss my blonde hair. <laughs> there you go. What do you uh, What do you love about this character? Because from what you can see, man, he's like, he's a little mean. He wants his money or whatever the deals, you know. True, but that's 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 misleading because I mean, the thing I love about this character is he's a wild card, of course, but it's because of the way that the story is told, which is every episode switches between either Zoe's perspective and the, and the episode is being told her, through her perspective or it's mm -hmm. Rebecca's. Right. So it changes completely depending on what person's telling the story. Cause it's all about the two of them telling the story to the audience and trying to convince the audience that what they're telling is the truth and not that what the other person's telling. So me, Zoe's perspective of me being like, I need my 30 grand. I need my money is offset by Rebecca's point of view where I'm like, no, you know, like I already did it. So like, you gotta get me the 30 grand, like we're in business together. And he's like, kind of like chill about the whole ordeal. And it's up to you to decide what one's the truth or probably neither one's the truth. It's a little bit of something in the middle. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of one of the biggest things that I wanted to do with that character was have the freedom to have no continuity as a, as a, as an actor, which is uh, never happens. Cause you always have to keep the character within the same you know the navigational beacons but on this show you got to go just absolutely haywire because mm. 
us telling the story. It's not really an abject truth. It's sort of a, it's a it's a tainted lens that you're seeing right. the story. You mentioned when your, your friend wrote the show. Uh, how do you come up with that idea? It's like I mean I I mean I don't know how old you are. I'm in my forties. Like we always tried to get fake IDs when we were 18, 19, just to get into places. Yeah, I'm 31 now. Um, I I didn't have a fake ID, but I did have an older sister. So that worked out better for me. Right. She got you into places? Yeah. Not into places, more so like, you know, like, give us a little run and we'll go do right. the, go drink in, the, drink in the park with your high school buddies. Right. We all had those memories. Um, yeah, sorry, I missed it. What was the question? So it's like, how do you, how do you like come up with this idea for uh, two girls selling fake IDs and pretty much building an that, empire? I think you'll be okay with me saying this. There's a bit of like an urban legend in Vancouver about that happening. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of been told thing to thing. Not exactly the story that we told, just the basis of like two kids selling fake and it getting way out of hand and like they created like an empire out of it that was sort of the the urban myth around here and he was like that's a pretty good idea i can expand on that and make that and like create my character is one of the reasons why it goes too far and do all that and then come up with the different perspectives and have them being trying to compete for like the audience's belief like that was all him um he just you know took an urban legend and made it way better and fluffed now, how much input did you have on your character? I had a like lot. That. I had a lot, a lot, a lot, which is very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we David and I would talk about it. Who's the creator? We would talk about it a lot, and he was always gung-ho for whatever kind of I felt. As long as I could explain why I thought it was right, he would usually always side with me as, so long as I had a good reason. And I usually do. I'm not out here, you know, just making decisions for the sake of being weird. Right. What did you love about this character? Like I said, it's sort of the ability to to play it however you'd like, depending on like partially what the character is, is I get to go to Amelia and Jen who play Zoe and Rebecca. Yeah. And depending on who's telling the story in that episode, like, what do you feel about me right now? Like, what's your, what are you thinking? And I put that in. It's like having another director. It was sort of sure. fun. It was also like, a, like one big yeah. acting but it's actually on a television show which mm. was really cool you mentioned Amelia and Jen like describe now that chemistry with you three interacting with each other as the roles and then outside to try to like like the way you guys worked on set yeah we met up as soon as I found out who was getting those two characters I immediately texted David and I was like I want to take them out to dinner and like them and we did and we just hit it off immediately the two of them have such incredible chemistry which the show rides so heavily on their chemistry that it really needed to work and they work well together um and then you know i'm just there to fuck up their day right <laughs> you mentioned if there's a season two is there already a plan like does he have ideas what he wants to do for a season two got ideas for season two so we're hoping everything will go as planned and we'll hopefully be uh be getting to do one so we mentioned Fakes comes out September 1st, CBC Gem, Netflix September yeah. 2nd. Now, what's Everywhere. next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you're working on? Well, yeah, there's um actually a horror movie I did, which I really love. It's like a old school 
that's a modern twist on like an 80s schlocky fun horror movie like an type of thing it's called margo and that comes out september 9th so that's just next week oh wow well where can people see that that's uh you can rent it or buy it on like any of the you know like i think itunes or google play or whatever the whatever your general choice of movies is i believe it would probably be on that and uh it was paramount that did the movie we had a ton of fun making it and then i'm currently just about to start shooting a different tv show next week but i can't say what it is but i'm very excited that's awesome uh last thing now for the listeners of viewers that tune in how can they find you on social media to keep up with you sure uh i'm on uh instagram richard s Harmon, and then twitter by the exact same handle Perfect. Richard, thank you for giving for your miss today. This was great. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, the MCCPodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.